Welcome to Cinema Bushido. This episode, we are talking about the year 2000, Ryuhei Kitamura-directed Versus, starring Tak Sakaguchi and Hideo Sakaki. Uh, with me, as always, is the cheese on my bean dip, Mr. Lee Van Cleef. How's it going, Lee? Lee? Oh, uh, I got a post-it note here on my screen. Um, oh, Lee pushed out on this one. Okay, okay, sorry about that, guys. Um, let's, let's move on. Um, uh, with me is mostly is the black pudding in my full English breakfast, Mr. Stephen Chow. How are you today, sir? I'm, I'm great. I'll do my best to make up the deficit of the missing Lee. Yeah, all right. So did you want to say something really offensive right now? <laughs> Fuck you! Yeah, okay, right in my heart, <laughs> right in my heart. Uh, and finally, uh, we have a super special guest, uh, a Screen Mayhem reviewer and badass host of the One Good Thing podcast, the old salty dog himself, Mr. Paul Salt. How's it going, Paul? Very well, thank you. Thank you very much for having me. I will do my best to fill in for the bits that Stephen can't do because he's filling in for Lee. <laughs> okay, so... did, did you want to say something? <laughs> did you want to say something really clever? Uh rudimentary <laughs> perfect. that was perfect i really loved it um okay so this movie uh was actually uh, your suggestion uh i had seen it it was one of those special uh year 2000 i think it's the tokyo shock label is what it was from and it all oh, right it came from earlier than that it's a very special film versus um yeah so you said you loved it when you were younger give us the goods i don't want to take words out of your mouth I did, and actually we had a very similar label in this country called Tartan Asia Extreme, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, which carried um, all the sort of good stuff from uh, Japan, China, and South Korea. Um, I think, actually, shockingly, my, co- my copy of Old Boy, my first one, came from the Tartan Asia Extreme label. Um, but yes, I think I first encountered this on TV late at night, sort of post-midnight, and it was just on, and I watched it, and it was somewhat hypnotizing. <laughs> Um, I ended up watching it to the end and then buying the DVD and then watched it several dozen times as a teen. Yeah. Uh, including showing it to just about anyone I could get to sit down and watch it. I became somewhat obsessed with it and then didn't watch it again for about 15 years until you guys asked me for a recommendation of an action movie and it happened to be on my shelf and I thought, hey, let's see if that holds up. See, I was a little worried because I had watched it when it came out, but I never revisited it. And I know yes, now, I was worried too. Yeah, I know why. Um, first off, it should have been revisited, but it's one of those that does clean itself up and has kind of like a it's done, and you kind of oh, and I think maybe at that time two thousand, that's Battle Royale came out, and you had yes. so much of that. Ichi the Killer, Mike was getting super big. There wasn't a lot Absolutely. of time to go back and and rewatch stuff like this, so. I thought it was really great to go back to. Um, oh, let me move on to Stephen. Stephen, this is your first watch, right? What do mm. you think? Yeah, it was um, not what I expected, actually. I mean, <laughs> I, I I went into it with no expectations, but uh, it was certainly an unusual uh, experience watching this film. And as it went along, I was thinking to myself, you know, it feels very low budget. Um, mm. It feels like one of those movies that's made by a relatively new filmmaker. And bear in mind, I'm saying this knowing nothing really about the production history of the film. Okay. Um, but it had that feeling of freshness and excitement that you would get from someone like Edgar Wright, maybe at the yep. beginning of his career, um, Robert Rodriguez. And by the end, I was thinking Sam Raimi. Yeah. You know, the, oh, God, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it felt very much like. One of the Evil Dead movies, but sort of filtered through, you know, Asian action cinema. Um, so, yeah, I, I was surprised, delighted by it, um, a little exhausted by it, too. I mean, it's very, very frenetic and, and mm. uh, you know, all the sort of mysticism stuff going on in there as well was uh, and an sort of extra layer of interest. Um, so, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Would watch it again. Um, I can certainly understand how as a teenager you would have loved this movie and, and wanted to watch it again and again and again and, and show it to everybody because it, it's, uh, it feels like one of those movies that's a kind of secret delight you know, that you yes. want to share with people. Um, so, yeah, I was very, very glad that you recommended it and thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. it was an easy sell to people of just, hey, this is crazy. You're not going to believe yeah. this. Yeah. And, you know, it, does, it doesn't take very long for that. To, I mean, the opening shot is a man getting cut right down the middle. So <laughs> Exactly, yeah. It's a win right from the, from the first second, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Um, and, 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 mm. Oh, sorry. No, please, you go ahead, Paul. 
I was just going to say that that you, you've hit on it exactly the charm of it because it really does feel like a movie that a bunch of friends from sort of uh, film school just went to the woods and made together. But um, mm-hmm. with some aspects that are really surprisingly competent, uh, specifically the gore effects mm. are for the most part a couple of you know obvious wires or <laughs> clear tricks. There were but, a couple of those which bugged me. But yeah. Otherwise, you're right. Yeah, some really impressive squib work amongst everything else, like. Um, gunshot impacts that are really quite visceral um and you mentioned sam raimi there i think that was yeah he was definitely an influence not just evil dead but there's a there's a shot which i think is a direct copy of a shot from the quick and the dead Mm. uh his 90s western which is a guy Mm. getting shot in the head and it just sort of creates a whole a comical hole in his head (laughs) where his face used to be (laughs) well i loved it as well um i wanted to tell you so you're right steven uh budget was ten thousand on this and uh wow uh, Kitamura, he actually just he couldn't get anybody to produce it, and he got a friend to throw the money down. So it was really that ten grand go to a forest. Um, a really interesting tidbit uh, when he met uh, Takasaki uh, Sakaguchi, um, hmm. they were they met. I guess like there, this was confirmed. They met in a street fight, and he said, "Hey, would you like rather like fight in a movie than just fight out in the street for nothing? Like you know, I'll pay you." And this was his first movie, which I thought was pretty fucking cool. And, you know, he's been learning martial arts like his since he was 15 years old or something like that. So it all fits together because what you were saying, Paul, um, special effects, awesome. I thought the martial arts were pretty awesome, except in they the were moments great. where there were wires, of course. But otherwise, I mean, God, it was really, really well done. Yeah, there's some really impressive fights between um, prisoner KSC2303, as he's, <laughs> as he's affectionately <laughs> called, mm. um, or Finn for short, perhaps. But... Um, <laughs> Some... <laughs> we'll call him Kisk. Or Finsan. Kisk, yes. Um, there were some great fights between him and so Unfortunately, I'm looking at the IMDb list here to try and get some names, but the names are super unhelpful. No, oh, they are. Uh, exactly. M- motorcycle riding Yakuza with revolver. Ah, crazy Yakuza with amulet. I think that was the Weasley one. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. I loved him. Yakuza with glasses. Yeah, he was I wish great. it was more clear. And as you can see, if you're on Wikipedia, almost every actor in this is red, meaning they have no Wikipedia page. They were nobody. Yeah. Um, my favorite character in the whole thing, which we'll get to, uh, we're going to get to favorite scenes, is, was, was of course, uh, Kenji Masuda. Um, he was yes. the crazy motherfucker. <laughs> and I loved him. I love him. Oh, God. He's just... I really love him. He's, uh, he's incredible. And because they wanted, I think because they're not going to name anyone, they wanted everyone to look unique. And so everyone has really great sort of unique uh, dress styles and fashion yeah, styles. He like the green the red shirt. He and, looked beautiful. Oh, he, looked, he looked great. He's got the anime haircut and he's just, his performance is extraordinary. <laughs> so I actually texted Stephen and Lee or, or sent a uh, Twitter message right when I started watching this again that I'm like, oh my God, it has like all my favorite Yakuza tropes because in particular, <laughs> Ke- uh, Kenji's character doing the, like, he can't, I almost can't contain himself, and he just wants to kill the guy so badly that he's like, ah, ah, you know, he's just like, like, grunting <laughs> and losing control of himself as he's like, uh, it was just beautiful. I, that was right when I knew I yeah. was in, in for something awesome. And yet also mixing in this sort of really cold-blooded badassery as well. Like, one of my favorite shots involving him is when they line up to do yet another hero shot of three of them in a row, and um, the Weasley one bumps into him, so he just slaps him in the head and he falls <laughs> over before rejoining. Yeah. There's a real sort of coolness to him, as well as an eccentric, over-the-top energy. Yeah. Well, that leads us to favorite scenes. Uh, I think I will actually start with Steven and give him mm. the benefit of first choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's the it's the references to Evil Dead or the things that made me immediately think of the Evil Dead series. And there's a bit um, where the the uh, I, I, I know the characters have no names, so it's very difficult to describe. But it's the basically the main baddie. Okay, um, the man has the man. Yeah, yeah. he's he's got the girl. Yeah. I think tied up to a tree. And he's saying mm. to her something like, uh, you know, ha ha ha, I didn't really want your blood because yeah. her blood is meant to sort of open up some sort of gates to the other side. I really wanted his blood, um, not knowing that the other man has been resurrected and he's kind of mocking her and laughing in her face. And that all was of a, a sudden, there's this, yeah, and there's this really cool shot where you see him, first of all, on a 
in the distance on the top of a sort of uh, cliff and then it just zooms into him and he uh, he does a kind of spin with his sword and says something mm. like uh, it's me you want and I could just imagine Ash with his shotgun saying yeah. yo asshole wanna go and uh, it just I don't know I just thought it was a, a, just a beautiful moment in the movie so uh, yeah it, it just had all the all kinds of cool moments like that for me mm. alright well on to you Paul I really want to emphasize the comedy of the film because in addition to being quite over the top, there's some very odd comedic recurring gags. Like, for example, the Weasley guy, who I guess is um, crazy Yakuza with Amulet, um, <laughs> he keeps getting his gun. He keeps getting his gun taken off of him and then he'll draw a larger caliber gun from his back pocket. Right. Like, it happens about four times in the movie, a slightly bigger gun each time. I noticed that. I didn't um, notice the guns were bigger, but I noticed like after um, <laughs> after Prisoner had taken it off of him, he just suddenly pulled another one out, and I'm like, wait, was that like a mistake? But then later on, I saw him do it again, but I didn't notice the calibers yeah. were growing. Yes, it's, it goes from like a 45 to a <laughs> Desert Eagle. It's it's, oh, it's so ridiculous. But um, also, the Japanese Japan's answer to Jeffrey Combs is in the movie yeah. um, as one of the cops pursuing the two escaped prisoners. Oh, you're right. And straight out of the Frighteners, right? Yeah, he's incredible. And... Um, he has this weird recurring gag where he'll he'll say some he'll use a lot of English expressions in his speech, and then his friend, who's had his hand cut off, um, will repeat one of those phrases back to him. It's very surreal, I but it's it. a really nifty little gag. Um, oh, fuck, what, what examples? Are you sure you want to fight with me, the fighter? The fighter, and then <laughs> uh, something about dogs and yep. Um, yeah. I have an extraordinary nose, right. like a top breeder. Top breeder. Top breeder. <laughs> Like, just this incredulous reaction to him of just, like, top breeder? I tried to step back for myself and think about, like, being a Japanese viewer of this and the English <laughs> thrown in and, like, what does that mean to them? Like, I'm sure it's translated for them. So then they're, like, and it's might be yeah. cool. And, I don't, yeah, he was ridiculous. And I didn't even think of Jeffrey Combs, which is great because he's one of my favorites. But you said it, and that's exactly who he was. Like, he talked yeah. about how he'd gone to um, Quantico or whatever. yeah. I think, it, it, yeah, and that's it for me. Is the, the strength of the film are the weird, quirky characters and the extremely well put together action. So, uh, I think the moment that combined those the best was probably the initial fight scene where it's Yakuza versus zombies, where they realize that all of the um, the random gangsters they've buried in the forest yeah. are still around and will probably be coming back oh, to life God, like everyone else. Oh my the first zombie movie ever where the zombies pop up and they're already holding their guns gangster style. Ready yes! People. <laughs> <laughs> i tell you the thing I liked about the zombies as well, or the, or the way the zombies are treated is they're, they're slow but they're really, really strong and there's that scene yeah. where the, the, the uh, sort of Yakuza are actually enjoying killing them you know it's like it's fun for them because these guys just keep coming at them slowly and they're just sort of shooting them in the head and and really enjoying themselves but when these things finally get hold of them they sort of lift them off the ground and you can hear their necks being crunched i thought that was very very cool yeah there was like a joy in murdering them as they just yeah uh yeah it was like oh yeah like it wasn't until they were all like kind of put down that then all the Mm. bad guys and good guys kind of looked at each other and said oh shit we should still be against each other but that was a really good time yeah all right my yeah I, I oh sure no go, go give me sorry i i can't throw oh, I point just, up there and then jump but i was just gonna say that it's, it's kenji Matsu, matsuda uh really um excelling himself in that sequence as well with stuff like <laughs> holding a head in front of his head to block a knife that's been thrown at him uh, yes. i think happens in that moment and also i one of my favorite moments of his is when he's in a knife fight with um uh, prisoner KSC two three zero three, and um, <laughs> let's call him yeah, Kiss. He, let's call him Kiss. Kiss gets distracted by the girl being taken off by crazy Yakuza with amulet. Um, <laughs> which is and when he looks guy. back, which is Weasley guy. And when he looks back, um, Matsuda just um, does a little whistle and brings up in a second knife. Which <laughs> I just, ever, even as a teenager, I just thought that's fucking cool. Oh, it was really good. That was really good. <laughs> Can I? Can I? I'd, I'd like to ask Paul a question, actually, as as a, an aficionado of this movie. Did the, <laughs> did the director of this film um, progress beyond this? So there are other kind of movies that we should be checking out for this guy. Sure, absolutely. The next film he did after this was uh, well, I'm not sure if it was the very next film, but the film I became mm. aware of after this was Azumi. Yeah. Um, mm. 
which was a really cool kind of samurai um, epic with a female mm. samurai. Um, and that had some fabulous um, action sequences in. Uh, he directed a Godzilla movie that yeah, I'm led to Final believe. Uh, yep, which I'm led to believe. I'm not an aficionado of Godzilla, but I'm led to believe Final Wars was very it's well one received. Of the best. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And Azumi Including a sequence. But it was awesome. I don't know if he directed the sequel to Azumi. Okay. Um, it did have a sequel, which was also really great. It sort of really tied off that that story but um one of the things like the only thing i know about final wars godzilla is that there's a scene where the uh, proper japanese godzilla is confronted by the american godzilla and he just mm. knocks it into a building and exactly. nuclear breaths it to death <laughs> but is, is he like a major director yeah. now in asian cinema in, in the way that you know you look at someone like edgar wright who made fistful of fingers or you yeah got, um you know what i mean that it's the, like this is seminal work that then become you know they kind of use that as a launch pad having mm. made the kind of really impressive no budget movie they do great things like, did that did that happen to this guy kind of i mean i'm again i haven't been absolutely keeping up but he's certainly been prolific mm. he's been consistently yeah. releasing at least a movie a year for the past mm. you know ever since so yeah he's certainly been at it he had one attempt at breaking into the west and it was the movie uh midnight, midnight meat train yeah I've heard um, of that, yeah. Yes, it has uh, Vinnie Jones in it. Um, it wasn't yeah. bad. It was, a, it was okay. like based on a Clive Barker short story. Yes, it, it yes I think I've read that. But Books of Blood, I think it might have been in there somewhere. It had Bradley yeah. Cooper in it. And it had really? Leslie, nice. Leslie Bibb was in it. Uh, huh. Ted Raimi was in it. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> that fits. It was a weird yeah. one. I enjoyed it. I really did. It was just... It was one of the... It was getting on that, like when the whole world was switching over to torture porn. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which is not one of my favorite things, but um, it wasn't mm. bad. It, felt, it was one of the... Yeah. So I was just going to say, it felt, it, from the trailer, it looked very Grindhouse before Grindhouse mm-hmm. happened. Because it was like 2006, and then Grindhouse was 2007, but it looked a lot like Hobo with a shotgun and the like. Oh, God, I love that movie. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, Matthew. What you was know what's funny about stuff? Hobo with a shotgun is um, I, I'd have to look it up. But there's some tie in there to the people who did Lex or uh, whatever it was originally called before it was Lex. Mm. But um, there's a character, whoever played Stanley Tweedle in Lex. I don't know if you guys ever watched that. He's in Hobo with a Shotgun. And it's just so funny yeah. to see him and some of the other characters from that. It's like the same production studio. So they have some of the same like recurring actors. And I don't know, Hobo with a Shotgun is one of those. If you haven't seen it, dear listeners, jump on it. Because it's just, it's Rutger Hauer and... He just wants a fucking lawnmower, is all. So instead he gets a shotgun. So. Okay, my favorite scene. This is easy, and you guys know exactly why I love it. But it is that first uh, scene where uh, I don't know the name of the bad guy. Um, let's call him first um, first Yakuza boss. Anyway, he's like holding the girl in front of the, the car. And oh, yeah. prisoner uh, Kiss. Kiss says, like... Listen, he's holding the gun. He's just, you know, he's... Oh, no, he hasn't even pulled the gun yet. He's got Weasel next to him. Or uh, whatever we call Weaselly guy. Anyway, he says, like, listen, you're going to regret it if you don't let her go. I'm kind of a feminist myself. <laughs> you know, all this yeah. stuff. It was just really a good lead-up. Because I knew he was a badass. And I didn't think his... You know, I didn't think his friend was much. But I thought, all right, he's going to pull this off. He's going to, like, make him regret holding the girl there like that. And I thought mm-hmm. he and the girl were, like, I don't know... They knew each other or something, but I found out they didn't. So it was really interesting. He just finally says, you know, like, I'm, you're going to regret it. And then he grabs the dude, grabs his gun, and using his hand, holds the gun out and kills the guy. Yeah. Like, right there. It was just so beautiful. It yeah, it was a really great inciting incident to yeah. the ensuing standoff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. His feminist ideals don't really don't really nope. progress through the movie, though, because yeah. every time things get a bit rough, he just punches her in the head. Right. Until sort of render her unconscious. <laughs> Until she wises up to it in a really great moment where she just sort of steps away from his punch and then mm. just sort of accepts that she's not going to be able to stop him from fighting the uh, the awesome oh the awesome chick who shows up the short haired uh, female assassin awesome. I think it is yes and yeah Love she her. keeps saving him eventually it's like no don't punch <laughs> her out she's fucking like she's gold she's saving mm. your fucking life I tell you the the other character I really liked because you've reminded me of that mentioning her is the guy that keeps shooting people by accident. Oh, that's he keeps <laughs> shooting the people who are on his side by accident. That's the weasel. Well, that, 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 that is weasel. That's crazy yakuza with amulet who accidentally kills short-haired female uh, assassin. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> that was really a funny It wasn't scene my fault. Too. It wasn't my fault. Because she was like, <laughs> she, she had won. It was down. It was done. She mm. was. She always wins, and then someone sneaks up behind her. That's her whole thing, is she just doesn't watch her six. <laughs> Otherwise, she'd be unstoppable. Oh, that's wonderful. All right, let's do one more round. Uh, I feel like everybody could come up with one. So, Stephen, give me number two. Yeah, I guess it's an, another pretty cool moment. Um, the uh, The sort of crazy guy who becomes a zombie and then turns into this kind of I don't know how you describe him. He's sort of clambering up and down trees and sort of sticking oh, his tongue out. Yakuza things. leader with butterfly knife. <laughs> yeah, and he becomes Calling like a okay, frog. I really wasn't keeping up. Uh, yeah, he's like a frog, isn't he? Uh, yeah, at, frog at monkey thing. I love the tongue yeah. action. <laughs> yeah, anyway, um, our, our sort of main character somewhere along the line picks up a ginormous uh, rifle mm. and it just uh. kind of shoots him and just i wanted to just ask lee about blows that. Him to pieces yes lee would know what um, that is but that was like oh it's like... a beret m82 <sighs> really you say that in yes. an american accent and then swear <laughs> it's a beret m82 motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> thanks lee okay what were you saying Stephen? <laughs> bitch uh <laughs> Yeah, and then but then uh, sort of uh, connected to that, uh, there's the guy who I guess we can give him a name because he calls himself the fighter, and yeah, uh, he says yeah. something. He says something like, "You, you know, you won't be able to hit me with your stupid <laughs> slow bullets. I can move five hundred times <laughs> faster than Mike Tyson." And he does this kind of Matrix style yeah. kind of bend back. Perfect. And then he just go, and then the the bullets coming at him, and he just says, "Oops." <laughs> Yeah, I think he came up too and, quick. And like, the idea is he ducked and then came back up again faster than the bullet. It, it was too him. quick. Right. Was. Oh, my God. That was so good. Mm. All right. Very fun. That was really, really good. Um, all right. You're, you're up, Paul. Okay, let me think. Um, God, just any of the fist fights were great. Sorry, uh, forgive me for forgetting the format, but will there be a moment to just talk about any issues that yeah. we had? With... Yeah, we can just oh, cool. right after this. Cool. Um Shit, another moment. I'll take mine. You think about it for a second. Um, yeah, absolutely. So my next one is, uh, I would call him, um, uh, because Lee sent this to me and I agreed completely, and I kind of thought of it before, Lou Diamond Phillips, uh, when he's fighting the guy. So the, this is the situation. They're in the forest. It was right after they escaped from the Yakuza. The Yakuza catch us, catches up with them, and it's this Lou Diamond Phillips-looking dude. And he holds a gun at him, and uh, Kiss holds a gun back at him. And then the idea was, like, okay, Lieutenant Phillips is going to throw away his gun, and then Kiss should throw away his gun, and they're going to fight. And mm. the way I got oh, it yeah. is Kiss was like, no, like, you put your gun down, I put my gun down, and we're going to go fight zombies. But then he realized that the dude wants to fight. So then he kind of holds a gun on him, and it beats him up a little or something, but then he's like, fine. He throws his gun down, and they go to fight. And it was a really beautiful martial arts sequence. Mm. I mean, those two... Were great together. It yeah. was just ridiculous, but I loved it. I liked that was again one of those where he he had to knock out the girl, of course, because she was hysterical. <laughs> it's like back to airplane with like the whole line of people waiting to <laughs> slap the woman in the face. It was like that. Like he just had to punch her in the face, knock her down, so then he could go ahead and fight with uh, the Demon Phillips. Funny shit. Yeah, I'll say I'll say why it's difficult to pick favorite moments in this movie. I think is it's so frenetic. Exactly. Yeah. It, it it never stops. I mean, the the martial arts and action sequences more or less are the entire movie, and so you end up picking out moments that you remember. But it's hard to kind of certainly for someone like me who's just gone through the one viewing. It's very difficult to isolate scenes because the whole thing yes. comes together as as just one extraordinary. Um, progression of a- action sequences. I mean, there's one bit that really made me laugh early on during a fight scene where someone kicks one of the zombies and their head comes off and hits someone else in the head. <laughs> I mean, it's just this endless kind of, um, you know, endless inventiveness. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a really impressive thing to do is to to have a movie that's it's actually quite long, maybe even yes. slightly too long. I mean, it's it's a two hour movie two that's more or less hours. just yeah, mm-hmm. and, and it. And the action doesn't really become repetitive. And to constantly come up with ways of making the action seem, you know, interesting with gunplay, sword play, um, you know, fist fighting, you know, and zombie attacks. I mean, that's basically what the movie is, (laughs) that for for two solid hours. And it's both very enjoyable and it, it is 
as I was saying yeah, at the beginning, it is a little boring. exhausting as well. It mm. is. Yeah. Mm. You know, I'll, uh, spoiler alert, I followed this movie like, one night later by watching um, Castle in the Sky, which was the yeah. same mm. thing. It was like, I mean, nonstop action. Like, I, this is one <laughs> of those, it's, I, I, hate, I mean, it's funny to compare the two, I know, but it's like both of them were like, long and overwhelmingly like you you're in you're in and your mm. brain is going at like full you know the pistons yeah. are firing and it's like there's it's, it's like slow the fuck down for a minute mm. <laughs> all right yeah well, so the, it lacks the quiet moments doesn't it, it I, does. that's what i guess one thing you could say it lacks the quiet moments it lacks the quiet moments perfect um, I don't know. We had some scenes. I quite enjoy most of the scenes between Kiss and the girl, where they're uh, slowly cottoning on to the fact that yeah. neither the, neither of them have any significant memories. But past. those are like thirty seconds each. Yeah, they're yeah, very true. brief respites. <laughs> very brief. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's your third? Uh, sorry, your second favorite scene, Paul? Absolutely. Um. So one aspect of the film that we haven't mentioned is this idea of this recurring timeline that happens in the film yeah. where these characters are sort of trapped in this cycle of um, having these outrageous fights and then death and then also a reincarnation and then again, repeating it over. And consequently we get flashbacks to um, sort of samurai era Japan, sort of 16th, 15th century uh, samurai warriors where um, the exact same combat is playing out again. Only these sequences are stunning because the, the actual uh, sword sword play that's been choreographed here is really great and in the opening oh, yeah. credit sequence there's an unknown guy uh we don't know who he is he gets um and the whole point of the opening credit sequence is he get killed he gets killed by an unimaginable evil after successfully battling with um a whole bunch of zombies but him fighting those zombies the sequence is where he like cuts someone down in the foreground turns around someone in like the mid shot and then cuts down another person in the back and it's like fuck this this fight choreography and cinematography has real depth to it. You know, there's multiple elements being done at once, and it just looks fabulous. I love the samurai stuff, actually. I, I seem, I mean, that opening sequence. I'm like, wait, did I see this? Mm. <laughs> and it wasn't until a few minutes later. I'm like, okay, I remember. I feel like this is one of those like, there was a little bit too much story. Like, uh, I imagine um, Kitamura was like. I have these great ideas because he was a co-writer and he was also a producer, um, right? which obviously with his buddy who gave him the 10 grand to do it, but he had mm. these really grand ideas. Like I'm sure most people would like, I'm writing this movie. It's going to be, we want the, there's 666 portals into the netherworld. And this yes. is for, yeah, there's a lot of like lore kind of stuff that you didn't really mm. need. So they kind of threw that well, in. I would say my one complaint about the film is that there's a good 20 minutes. Uh, it kicks in at about an hour and six minutes. And then, um, yeah, it, it runs from when the big bad and the good guy finally meet up for the first time until he then reappears after the scene you said you really liked. Um, well, sorry, uh, the period is marked is ended by the scene you really liked where he's like gloating at the girl oh, about yeah. the blood. That 20 minutes is a little bit exposition heavy for my liking. And there's a lot of stuff about portals and blood and keys and locks and energy. And right. so it the, kind he, of. He now has the resurrected blood from the girl. And she said, I can only do it once. So now he's out there and he's fighting. And there's a, that typical thing that happens in these kinds of movies that he still gets super stabbed like he did before. And I guess, hmm. quote unquote, he doesn't die because of the hmm. resurrected blood. I don't know. But the, yeah. the man, as he's called, is still badass up to the end and shouldn't have actually died. Mm. Yeah, there's, there's, there's various confusing points as well. But the film, it does get a bit bogged down in, in trying to explore its own mythology when really just these are creepy woods. Dead people yeah. come back to life here and it really fucks up this gang standoff that's meant to be happening. That's all we really needed. <laughs> Though I did like the idea that the man was the guy making the the people come back to life like he did it on purpose i thought that was cool. yeah and I, yeah. I, it's the highlander thing you don't need way too much like beyond that like a little mystery goes a long long fucking way just thought of another you... shot i really like it's um mm. just briefly it's when the two men the man and kiss are um facing off and during part of the fight they both pull a gun and just shoot at each other but all their bullets hit each other that was funny <laughs> um 
and fall to the ground. And then so they just drop the guns, just sort of drop them as they're holding them and do a little twirl and pick up their swords again and get back into the fight. And it's so fluid that it's just bliss. Like they were <laughs> I like I like the big bad catching the shotgun pellets. Yeah. Yes. And just, just just catches them. It's a really atmospheric shot. And again, it's a it's a very Sam Raimi Evil Dead style of shot, the way it's framed. And he just catches them. And then and drops it was really them well done. and just stays I there lo- looking at the guy on the ground just felt for a, hit his hand. 10 seconds. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. cool. I want to say something about the beginning of the movie, though. It's it's kind of interesting. I, I like all of the lore. I like the I, I really felt like I was going to get some sort of epic fantasy movie. That's mm. really what I was like. Oh, wow, this is going to be cool. It's going to. And, and then it starts. And you think, wow, it's, you know, it's kind of ancient and samurai. And I, I'm thinking I'm going to get sort of magic and all kinds of strange stuff. And then there's that kind of switcheroo where you end up getting a completely different movie to the one you mm. thought you were going to get. But the slight problem is, is that you kind of almost forget about all of that stuff when the movie really kicks in and it is just zombies and fighting. And then mm. every now and again, it reminds you of, of, of the law and you're like, oh, I don't I actually don't really need any of this stuff now. I'm yeah. watching a different I'm watching a different movie. <laughs> and so I had a slight problem with the end because then they drag all that stuff back in all over again, yeah. um, which I mean, felt like maybe too much. The inherent premise of this is absolutely delicious. It's mm. there's a gang meetup. It's full of Tarantino-esque characters who are really mm. over the top and they're trying to do a trade-off involving prisoners. But, oh shit, they happen to pick a meat spot, which is a place where zombies come back to life. That's fabulous. Yeah. And I mm. really like the stuff with the sort of Highlander-esque immortals and um, the idea of repeating this battle throughout history. But I, I can't help but feel the film was at its strongest when it was just that cabin in the woods it is. with wise guys. Yeah, yeah. Mm. no, you're dead on. And that said, um, let's talk about the ending. Like, yes. we go 99 years into the future. And yeah. there's a... I know I've read a little bit, so I'll just throw that out here. The director was like, yeah, you interpret it how you want. But there's a point where the girl, she says, well, I wish I would have been on your side to the man, to the bad guy. Yeah. And now our guy, uh, Kiss, is ready to fight again. I don't know. What do you guys think? Um, partly, perhaps, when I was younger, and as I was remembering this and anticipating it, I thought, oh, well, that's just kind of like a fuck you to the whole law thing. Sure. Like, it's just a kind of punk rock, you know what, none of this fucking mattered, and the guy you thought was a hero, nah. Um, watch, rewatching it, first of all, a little bit saddened, because actually, the proper ending to this without that epilogue, it's really good. Where he's, they're on the bike together, and yeah. um, she's like, "By the w- by the way, you might not live if we leave this forest." Oh, oh well, it's best. Let's see what happens then. And they just drive off, and it's like, "Fuck yeah, that's great." And that, then, that should have been it, just done. Yeah, and then you know he lived. And that well, there's a fate to white, isn't there? As he goes through the tunnel, there's a fate to white. Yeah. Wow, it's like, like has did he, he died? Yeah. yeah, it's perfect. And then we cut to somewhat lame model work, which is probably the worst special effect in the film. Yeah. <laughs> the, mm. um, destroyed city which is quite clearly a paper mache with oh, a little toy terrible. helicopter thrown in like i'm yeah. suddenly like watching like mr rogers neighborhood like on crack i'm like well, <laughs> what the fuck just happened it was like paper mache houses and i'm like okay Here we yeah go. i thought the end the ending that's really there actually feels like the special edition ending the ending yeah. that they decided sensibly not to include but to sell more dvds <laughs> they put it back that's Dude, what it yeah. felt like. Dude, yeah. unnecessary. Army of Darkness, right? The ash yes. stuck in the future. That's all. I slept up. too long. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, the 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 version um, where he's in the the uh, shopping mall or whatever it is is one of the funniest things I think I've ever seen. Fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> all right, well, guys, I gotta stop you. Um, I want to tell you guys this got seventy seventy one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Um, a lot of people liked it, actually. Um, people say things like, uh, Ian Barrowman said, being dumb is cool, dude, and versus is as knowingly dumb as a three-chord thrash by the Ramones. That was a positive <laughs> review. And then this one from Pablo uh, Vilecchia. Uh, I don't know. Como trash, tem sus bons momentos... Uh, especialmente Aquilas. Ah, uh, si, si. <laughs> yeah. si. So you know already what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah he, he definitely didn't like it. Uh, he also oh. finished that with uh, Kapenge e Alange Dorakio. 
So this is a sheet. <laughs> it's a sheet. Yeah, it's just not good. He did not like it. <laughs> no, can't win them all. So this is a fan favorite, and there has been a sequel in the works for like mm. you know fifteen years or something like that. Ninety nine years. Ninety-nine years. Ah, they got to pull a Kill Bill and actually bring them in at that point. Yeah, um, <laughs> I guess as as late as twenty sixteen, he still says yes. Every time he's in, a, every time he's putting one of his movies out there, he's like, "Yes, it's coming. I've written it. There's either it's either going to be an American adaptation or it's just going to straight up do it." So, I don't know how I feel about that. It would be like if Tarantino suddenly said, "Hey, I'm going to make a sequel to Reservoir Dogs," and it's like. Ah. Reservoir Cats. I'm going to do Star Wars or Star Trek. Yes. Or I'm going to make a fucking movie about the Manson family murders. Like, that's sort of worrying. Yeah. (laughs) Basically, there's no project he can say that he'll be involved in where we don't just go, ah. Yeah, but he's got a very big mouth, isn't he? And there are so many mooted projects over the years that haven't come (laughs) to fruition. So who knows what the hell he's going to make. Yeah. All right. It could be that he'll put the two things together and we'll end up with a Star Trek movie where the Manson family are, you know, <laughs> the, the main villains. I hate to break you guys off, but you bastards ready for your top six challenge? Yes, I'll tell you one thing I'm, I'm, I'm worried about is I, I really wanted to hear Lee say how hot he thought the girl was in the movie. Oh, he would not have liked her. Do you not think so? No, 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 not at all. What? He wouldn't even okay. have called her Bay. He would have been like, oh... So they got Down syndrome girl. Uh, she's not hot. She's not hot. I don't even know why you would have tried. She's not I hot. I didn't even want to see her tits. I, I didn't mean... want to, no. I wanted to see uh, Lou Diamond Phillips' tits. That would have been better because he's at least worked out. I'm Lee. See? Yeah. He didn't need to come after all. <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> we love you, Lee. Uh, wow. Okay, so top six challenge. Are you... Are you dudes ready? Or wait, uh... so ready? Or do you need? A I'm not ready, but I'll just just take it. It's okay, fine. Let's do it. Bring it All right. So top six this time is a top nine because I planned this out for Lee, and uh, okay. nobody's going to answer these questions except you guys. So you guys can get nine questions in succession. I'm going to mark each one as we go and see who wins. So Too who much. wants to go first? Oh well, I mean, by all means. <laughs> You're far too ins- keen. Oh, I insist. It's Please. intimidating. Okay, so it's going to Stephen. <laughs> Stephen, <laughs> what was the first zombie movie? The first ever. Uh, well, this yes. is probably this is probably wrong, actually. But I'm going to say Nine of the Living Dead. Oh, you're dead wrong. I believe it. Is it White Zombie? Yeah. Oh. yeah. 1932 White Zombie, starring Bela Lugosi. All hmm. right. Number two, this is for you, Paul Salt. Hey. Oh, this is so easy. This act- this question was meant for Lee. Uh, okay. <laughs> what zombie movie has the famous line, They're coming to get you, Barbara. Oh. That that one is Night of the Living oh. Dead. Yeah, oh. that's correct. That's correct. <laughs> I thought that was White Zombie. All right, so let's start. Never <laughs> Bella mind. Lugosi said it. Was it yeah. Uh, okay, number two, we got Paul. Yeah, all right. So number three, Stephen. The yep. movie Warm Bodies was a reimagining of a piece of classic English literature. What story was it? Oh, uh, I've, I've read the book and seen the movie, but I didn't know. I didn't know that. Uh, hmm. What? What? Remember, Nicholas Holt's character has a name tag, and the only thing they can discern about it is that his name started with an R. Are you giving him hints? You've already got no, because he feels he feels sorry for me. He does. I could see this. Uh, this God, <laughs> this is, the, this is the best thing ever. It's not the best thing ever. It's terrible. <laughs> uh, I, I know. I don't know. I have no idea. Romeo and Juliet. Okay. All right. Yeah. Remember, he's R. <laughs> It's, you got, it's one of those things where I sort of, I read it on holiday and, you know, kind of didn't pay much attention to it while I was reading it. All right. Well, this one's for Paul. Uh, what was the American name of the 1994 Italian zombie movie, Della Morte, Della Morte? Ah, Cemetery Man. That is correct. 
a wonderful film. I really enjoyed, and I haven't really watched it since. But I'm hoping it holds up because it I remember does. it being absolutely hilarious. Rupert, <laughs> whatever his name is, is fucking Everett. Yeah, Rupert Everett. Yeah. He's awesome. And Anna Falchi, <laughs> she was the the lead female in that. And for mm. this, Lee, when you listen to this, go look up Cemetery Man. I think you can get it on Amazon. And uh, Anna Falchi, she goes like full nude. So good for you, man. Uh, can, Della we, Morte, can we Della do Morte another quiz about? Um, can we not, can we do another quiz about uh, MGM musicals? <laughs> <laughs> what about the MGM zombie musical? <laughs> when oh, the shark. Ducks. Uh, anyway, singing, um, singing, singing in the brains. Singing. That's very good. Brains. Very quick. Nice. Very yeah. quick. <laughs> All right, number five. This is for you, Stephen. Okay. What 2013 zombie stinker was based on a very successful novel of the same name? Oh. Uh, is it? Um... Yeah, I don't know the answer, but I'm just going to say. Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Oh, <laughs> you know, I feel like it's along the same lines. So this one was World War Z. Yeah. With, oh, uh, da- yeah, okay, yeah. With David Fincher directing the sequel. Yeah. <laughs> so... I didn't entirely hate that movie, actually. It's one of those films okay. you expected it to be bad, so it seemed sort of all right when you watched it. I liked it. it okay, too, but yeah, it, yeah. it definitely flopped. Max Bruce. I remember, I remember really liking well, the final... Flop. I remember liking the final credit, the final sequence where they're stuck mm. in the World Health uh, Center, which I seem to remember they only filmed because they ran out of money. Mm. They were going to yeah. have this big action scene in China, and then they ran out of money. So it's like, okay, we'll just do something in Scotland in a shed. Mm. But I thought it was commercially actually successful in the end. It d- it did Probably. okay. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Enough to get a David Fincher directed sequel. Yeah. Well. There you go. Yeah, I call it a stinker. I liked it too, but I know the world didn't like it. Anybody who loved World War Z thought it was shit. So I don't think anyone loved it. I thought most people were just like, yeah, it was all right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that one was you, Stephen. So this one's Paul. Paul, what 1985 movie had the catchphrase on the poster? This is so easy. Herbert West has a very good head (laughs) on his shoulders, and another on a dish on his desk. (laughs) That's a fabulous tagline, it and is. it is to reanimate her, speaking of, course, of, uh, of Jeffrey Combs. I love Jeffrey Combs so much. <laughs> He's so good. That may have been my start, and then, you know, Castle Freak and all that stuff. I don't know. I haven't seen Castle Freak. I've been what? meaning to. It got recommended yeah. to me by a friend. Yeah. <laughs> if you love Jeffrey Combs, you can't miss Castle I do. Freak. It's terrible, by the way. <laughs> but Excellent. It fits right within. I mean, if you liked Reanimator mm. and Bride of Reanimator. Okay, number seven. Stephen, how many... Oh, just ask Paul. Just ask Paul. I know. Leave me alone. I know. I'm sorry, man. This was meant to be like... This, this like extended... Extended thing. All right, number seven. How many Romero dead films are there? Ah. Oh, I actually might know that one, but I have to think about it. Right. Um, so you've got Night of the Living Dead, yes. Day of the Dead, Dawn yes. of the Dead, yes. and yep. Diary of the Dead. So yes. I think it's four. That's four. Oh. You need... You need more. Oh, Land of the Dead, five. Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, Paul, is there more steal? dead? Paul, there was more steal? dead? Paul, you uh, just, one, just one more. You were so close. Survival of the Dead. Oh! oh. <laughs> I haven't seen that one. I haven't seen it's rubbish. Before. It's terrible. It? Okay. All right. I've never, I've never <laughs> seen it either. Yeah. 2001. Oh. Oh. All right. Oh. Mr. Salt, number eight. In, uh, I feel this... like a zombie. I just feel like a zombie now. Okay, so I wanna... You did really well with that. You got four out of five. Oh, don't of... patronize and me, Salt. Only the first three are worth watching, so I think you did very well. I like, you know what? I like Land of the Dead, actually. It's and I didn't, even, I didn't find Diary of the Dead that much. Okay. The Land definitely had its moments, from what I remember. I really enjoyed Dennis Hopper as the sort of asshole uh, capitalist guy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so this question is going to uh, Paul, and this one was meant for Lee. So you'll understand why it's so fucking easy and dumb. And Lee, yeah, that's right. I, I fucking, I like cripple stuff for you so you can try to at least feel good about yourself for like two seconds. You didn't soften anything up for me, did you? Well, I thought, <laughs> Whitaker. You, I thought you'd get, um, they're coming to get you, Barbara. Yeah, but that wasn't given to me. Well, it may have been. I would, I, that's the only question I would have gotten right, actually. I thought you would have gotten um, Warm Bodies. Yeah, yeah. I just Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, this one was for Lee. It's now for you, Paul. Uh, 
In 2015, okay. Arnie decided to lead a zombie drama. What movie was oh, it? Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Oh, um, Maggie, right? Yeah, yeah. He wouldn't have known. He would have been like, oh, fuck. Uh, Terminator 8? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> fuck you and the horsey voting on, bitch. I hate you. I haven't actually, anyway. I haven't actually seen Maggie. I've heard it's, um, oh, it's, it's terrible. Heard it's good. No. Oh, it's, okay. a master, it's a masterpiece. Now, I'll tell Ooh. you this. Arnie Devices. looks awesome in it with his awesome beard mm. and his oldness. Like, we all wanted to see him look awesome and old, but it's a shit right. flick. Shit flick. Ah. Final question, Stephen Chow. <sighs> what 2009 movie featured zombie Nazis? Oh, um, Dead Snow. Yeah, it's dead on. Norwegian zombie spider film directed by uh, Tommy... Workola. Anyway, yeah. I saw that the first year I went to the London Fright Fest. Um, yeah, and had a lot of fun. <laughs> Nobody was... cares. Uh... <laughs> uh, but they had actual zombie Nazis. I thought you won. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Congratulations. The internet Who cares about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't care where you started as long as you, you won. That was actually pretty brilliant. I, you. You got them all, didn't you, Paul? Did you uh, even yeah. stealing them from Stephen? Stephen, I'm sorry. I, again, you're right. I should have um, thrown in some. No, so you know, I I do like zombie movies, but I'm not. Uh, I'm. I mean, obviously, I'm not an aficionado of them. Yeah. Well, that's it. Uh, before my sake runs out, uh, Paul Salt, let's talk about you. What's happening with I'm... one good thing? Oh, um, good things. We're having our fiftieth episode go yeah. up. I saw that. Uh, next week, I think. And yeah, after that, we're going to go into the future with some more terrible recommendations and uh, hopefully some more collaboration work. Yeah. I listened um, to number 10 and at number, episode number 10, you were like, every 10th episode, we're going to do something like self-indulgent. Oh, a, def- a defense of. Yeah, but did, yes, and did, so, you, did you actually um, do Episode that? 50. Yeah, we have. Um, okay. Episode 10 was um, Goodman defending Freddy Got Fingered. Yeah, see, I love that was, movie. He does, uh, yeah, me too. Actually, ever yeah. since rewatching it with him, it's it's a great movie. It is. Uh, Twenty was me defending Street Fighter. Oh, cool! Uh, the Street Fighter 20... that we did on Cinema Bushido. Nope, the other one. Oh, with yeah, JCVD. You're right. I watched you that know? a couple of days ago. Okay. Yeah. What you? How did it hold up? <laughs> it's far, far, far more entertaining than people give it credit for. Yeah, yeah, I would I would describe it as a sort of very entertaining bad movie in the sense that it's it I, it's not even a bad movie. It's very bright and colorful. There's a yep. lot of great action movie one liners. <laughs> um, the reason I the reason I actually watched it was because I want to I'm writing an article about Ming-Na Wen. So oh, right, I, watched yeah. it, I watched it purely for her. But, no, she's um, really good in it, actually, as Chun-Li. It's yeah, the fact yeah, that they very, changed yeah. the character substantially. She's really cool. Yes. Yeah. I think it I'm, was and then, I think I'm fully saturated. I think I've seen all OGT pod stuff. Ooh. Good thing, guys, to the listeners. Hey. I think I've seen them all. <laughs> Wonderful. So what was because, 20? Yeah. So what was 20? 20 was Street Fighter. 30, I think, was Valerian, if oh. I remember correctly. I don't remember that correctly because 30 was Watchmen, uh, which was a joint defense. Okay. And then 40 Why does was that need to be defended? Which? Watchmen. Well, Watchmen, Watchmen is a, a film general... that people like. Yes, but there's a general consensus that it's not a good film. It, it, it's um, mm. I, I keep encountering resistance to it, and it had a, a low enough Rotten Tomatoes rating that mm. we could take it on because I think it was like sixty percent. I have okay. a, in the words of Lee, Lee Lee Van Cleef. In the words of Lee Van Cleef, I have a super boner for Valerian. <laughs> yeah, Valerian was um, was Goodman's defense of, and it is a really fun film which it didn't is. deserve to flop quite yeah, as badly as it, it did. did. It didn't. It was good. I mean, and it's a shame Cara, that whatever's terrible and uh, Cara Devonine, yeah, Jimmy, she's not... whatever. What's her cohort, Jimmy? Jimmy? It's yeah, it's not a character-driven movie. Yeah, it's a world-driven yeah, movie, world and I think that yeah. that puts some people off. I think. Yeah, sure. All right. Yeah, and then fifties, us defending ourselves and the justifying our own existence. Well, that's cool. I look forward to it. I've just realised that I've forgotten to record my end. <laughs> I'm very sorry about that. I'll I'll re-record it, but I'll get all the answers right. Yeah, totally. (laughs) You're like, okay, let's do it again one more time. (laughs) 
Hmm, that's interesting. I think the answer might be Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, um, that was Reanimator with Jeffrey Combs, directed by Stuart Gordon. Uh, that's correct. Right, can I ask you a question, Paul? Is your name Paul Salt because you like to rub salt into the wound? <laughs> <laughs> it is. I was nicknamed that. My birth name was Paul. Be nice to people. <laughs> <laughs> I love oh, that you've your been ex, up to it ever since. Your, I'm sorry, your ex roommate, but uh, co-host is good man. Like you're the he bad. is. He was. But his real name was bad. actually bad motherfucker. That's his. That's his. <laughs> it's all a subterfuge. He's the worst man, and I'm the salty <laughs> one. <laughs> okay, full back. Well, thank you, Paul, so much for joining our episode. Uh, versus was. As great as I remember, actually better than I remember, otherwise I would have watched it again. But this was fan-fucking-tastic, and anybody listening, go out and find it, versus your 2000. There's actually an ultimate release of this. Um, I think it was released in 2008, if I remember mm. the Wikipedia article. I'm going right here right now. No, in 2004, uh, Kitamura and most of the original cast, they returned to the forest to film new scenes. Uh, they put that all together, and that was released by Media Blasters in, I guess, in 2004. So look for that that one. I bet that's fucking awesome. I couldn't find it myself. I read that before, but I could only find the uh, the rated, unrated version. So I, there's a rated R version where all the gore's been cut out. So fuck that. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Paul. Thank you very much for having me. Of course. Steven? You were the best. Thanks for no, staying up all, no. all forever. Yeah, <laughs> I love you. Thank you. That that softens the blow. Somehow. Okay, so one of you guys need to be needs to be Lee. Hey, thanks, Lee. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's try it one more time. Let's try it one more time. Hey, so thanks, Lee. Fuck everything. <laughs> <laughs> I Every like Doc's Peterses. <laughs> My name's Lee Van Cleveland. I like Doc's Peterses. In my mouth. <laughs>